Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello geeks and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliari. Today's guest is Patty Rother, and today's episode is brought to you by Exalts, Answer Connect, and ServiceMinder. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. Patty Rother is the president of Frios Gourmet Pops, and she joins us for the first time on Social Geek Radio right now. Hey, Patty, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to chat with you, Jack. We were just chatting about Frios and and sort of the growth of the brand onto the franchising landscape. I think I became aware of Frios just a couple of years ago, um, but you guys are everywhere now. I, I, I see you at every show. I see the t-shirts. I see the pops. I see everything now. I love that. We're trying. We're still small <laughs> and scrappy, but we're trying to just do a lot of grassroots and showing up. It's an interesting time to be in the middle of all of this growth, especially when it comes to building a team and building a great team. And that's really what I wanted to talk to you most about today. Um, tell me about first the culture at Frios. How would you describe it? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, we focus on delivering happiness through a pop. We talk constantly about, um, we're just doing happiness on a stick. That's what we focus on. And so the core of Frios is all about happiness and fun and moments of joy and moments of pause and nostalgia. And that's really been at the core of Frios from the very beginning. Um, our original founder, kind of started it in his garage, literally uh, left his corporate job to just start making popsicles. And our current CEO, Cliff, bought it in 2018 after being a franchisee for just under a year and has really always kept up that idea of happiness and joy, um, even through all the transitions we've had. So that's kind of what we're about. And I think what's been really fun is everyone's been receptive to it and, and gets it right away when they see anything about our brand or meet anyone from our team that definitely comes through. I like that idea of a bunch of people who are surrounded literally by happiness all day. Right. And, and it's because you're, you're surrounded by your product and you're surrounded by customers who are, you know, getting their happy on. Exactly. Um, It's, it's a lot different than some brands who might be dealing with, um, you know, major crises or, uh, life and death problems and and things like that. Um, tell me what you look for in new team members outside of their skill set and outside of you know what they've done uh, in the past and, and what their area of expertise is. But when it comes to that culture, somebody who who could you know add to that happiness quotient. 
Yeah. So we've actually been expanding our team a ton this year. So with the addition of bringing myself on board, we brought on our head of marketing, Ingrid Schneider. Um, We also brought on our head of production and shipping, Olivia. And then just recently we filled out the team with our new um, director of franchise operations. So we've been asking ourselves this question a ton and trying to really figure it out. The very first thing that we focused on was the, was the job description and the job posting, because we wanted to make it really, really clear who were we looking for and what kind of brand they were joining before we listed any like skill sets and, mm-hmm. and to your point experience, we really wanted them to know the type of person we're looking for beyond what you've been doing the last five, 10 years. Um, the second thing is that we try not to put people through like a ton of interviews because I think that gets really lame, especially when yeah. you're just on, on looking for a job, you just kind of <laughs> want to get a yes or no yeah. and move on. Yeah. Um, but we do a little bit of like a group interview and just chit chat and ask really strange questions on our interviews. Like, what are you irrationally passionate about? Um, what's the one thing that makes you happy on a daily basis that, you know, you can count on to kind of like rejuvenate you throughout the day. Um, just really quirky things to really get to the heart of the person and not so much the skill set. Like I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't think you had the background I needed in terms mm-hmm. of skill set. Um, and then one thing that's really, really important on the leadership team to us is being really open and honest with one another and having super clear communication. And it was actually really funny. We had an all day meeting cliff flew into Colorado where three of us are, we had a meeting and three of us have obviously been working together for months. And Adam was brand new, had just started. He was on like week two. And we were just having a normal conversation about something that we were creating or developing. And Adam just stood there in shock that we were being just so direct with one another and kind of calling each other out and mm-hmm. being real honest. Um, Cause he was like, I, I've never seen a company actually say it and then do it like this quickly where I could witness how you, how you all speak to each other. And it's with kindness and politeness, but we're not beating around the bush and we're not um, wasting each other's time either by not just being honest about our feedback. So that was really interesting, but that's super important. And so that's something we talk about, especially in the interview process. And then most importantly, once you decide on the hire, you're not done assessing that person, right? It's not like you choose and you're done and they're perfect and all is going to be well in the world. So we have different things that I do kind of in the first 30, 60, 90 days, just to ensure it's still a good fit and get feedback from the team on, on interactions and all the things that we're working on. I liked what you said about the openness and, you know, being very direct, but also with kindness and politeness, because I think so often in the corporate world, people mistake that openness for, oh, wow, I'm in big trouble, right? The, the, the president was just very direct with me about how I'm not understanding this, or I'm, I'm getting something wrong, or I did something wrong. And that means I'm out of here in about two weeks. Right. Right. And, and I think that's been the, the, it's almost like a passive aggressive thing where, you know, um, any kind of openness just means it's going to be really bad for me. And that's so opposite of how we should all live and work and, and build relationships with each other. So um, it's very cool. And I think it comes down to like, I respect you enough 
and your brain and your work and your, you know, what you're bringing to the table. I respect all of that enough to give you my 100% honest feedback. Yeah. Because I think we actually do such a disservice to employees and colleagues when we don't do that, right? It can come from a place of true understanding and empathy and compassion, but how are they ever going to get better, hear different viewpoints or understand maybe a different way of looking at things? Um, I think oftentimes I ask a lot of questions instead of offer a ton of answers or opinions right away um, to just get them to think through everything before we launch. I think that's the coach in you though, right? You're, you know, a, a good coach asks a lot more questions than gives direction. And, you know, you're, you're trying to make that person better at what they do. And if you weren't pushing on certain things or asking certain things or pointing out certain things, um, if you weren't doing that to me, that says, I don't find the value in this person within our group and, and I wouldn't waste my time. Right. You know, it, right. it's like, it's kind of like that old <laughs> metaphor with coaches on sports teams. Like if the coach isn't riding you, that's when you should be worried. Yeah. If the coach is yeah. riding you, it means that they see enough talent in you to actually bring it out and right. spend time investing in you. Right. Um, it's that kind of same idea, right? We should treat our employees the same way and actually invest in them so that they continue to grow. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of my friends and people in the franchising community that um, if, if I'm not busting your chops once in a while, we're probably not that good of friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. And maybe, maybe that gets taken to the extreme once in a while, but, but seriously, if I'm not, you know, pushing on you a little bit and asking you why you're doing something, then I'm probably not very curious about you. Right. And, and, and I don't really care about your business. And, and if I just, you know, smile and wave and say, Hey, how's it going a lot? Eh, then I I'm probably not that interested in, in watching you grow. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's, there's, um, uh, there, there's a lot to that openness and, and honesty. And it's still, um, it's still amazing to me that we can find people who also have the right skill set and who also are, you know, in the right place of, of their career and so forth that we could bring them aboard because hiring right now is really tough. Are, are you finding that with all of the growth you have? Are you finding just this this um, uh, barrier to finding more people? And and does that also translate down to the franchisee level for you right now? Yeah. You know, I'm like looking for some wood to knock on because so far <laughs> it's been really great for us. I think, um, I think there's a couple of different factors for sure, but I do think there are folks that are still looking for something different, looking for flexibility, maybe in, in a current position that they don't have and looking for it elsewhere. Um, we had no issue filling the most recent roles, obviously popsicle production is very, very niche and unique. Um, so we had to get really creative with that one, but in terms of the other leadership roles, we've been really blessed. Um, and then we have a really large production and shipping team down at our headquarters in mobile because we're making all of our own pops ourselves and then actually wrapping and packaging and shipping them ourselves. Um, and even finding those folks, we've been really lucky and, and have just an incredible group of people down there. We call them our happiness heroes. Um, in terms of franchisees, you know, for Frios, it's been unique because we transitioned 
just a couple of years ago from brick and mortar to a mobile business. So we have our Frio sweet ride. It's a van tie dye wrapped, super fun, quite an experience. Um, but because of that transition, obviously how we operate the business, how we market the business, how we get customers changed with it. And so now we're selling a mobile unit, um, three different streams of revenue that I won't get into, but essentially a mobile unit, which is a very different target than somebody who might be interested in, in building a brick and mortar. Mm. Um, we also attract such different franchisees. So our core of franchisees, we have everything from baby boomers to Gen Z. We've got retirees. We've got people who do this as a side hustle and those that do it full time moms and nurses and teachers. So it's been really tricky to figure out who our ideal franchisee is, um, especially going into the future. So we're still honing that in while getting a lot of interest. Most of the folks we get have tried our pops and fell in love and wanted to learn more, which is really great to have a product that drives people to be interested in owning a unit. Back in a moment after this word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, hey. Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off of your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they can set appointments, follow up with potential customers via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234 or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. Tell me about that support in what you described to me a few days ago as, as during times of transition. And, and I found that fascinating because I think Unlike about any other time in, in my lifetime, we're just in a constant state of transition right now, right? Between everything from economic issues and, you know, wars on, in, on some other part of the planet and, and pandemics and whatever else is coming for us in the rest of this year, it, it feels like we're never going to get out of a time of transition. And maybe we should just sort of plan that way. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's been really interesting because there's really been three major transitions so far, and now we're kind of in our fourth. Um, the first was the transition from the original founder to Cliff. So the original founder had a set of values and um, kind of the reason why the company existed for him and the small group of franchisees that were there. Obviously, Cliff took over. Some of that shifted. Some of it came with. And then we had the transition from brick and mortars to focusing on mobile, um, which was a huge one. And now there's this one where I've come on board, we've brought on some more support and some more team. And what we've really been focusing on is honing in on the brand. So what are our core values? What is our mission statement? Things like brand colors and our voice and all of that just really 
locking that in for both our franchisees and then building, you know, the, the future, um, setting the foundation up for that. And so rolling all of that out to these franchisees who have come on board and been a part of all of these transitions so far, as well as the new ones that we're signing every month has been challenging. And I think what's really been interesting has been, um, those who still have their brick and mortars and do fairly well, or they use it kind of as their base for their Mm -hmm. mobile business. Um, we also have carts, we also have wholesale accounts. And so there's a lot that they're managing, but for so long, our franchisees were somewhat like on their own on an Island, creating their own marketing tools and assets, creating their own images, figuring out how to, you know, lock in wholesale accounts just on their own through their own skill set. And now we're trying to roll out a ton of support that hasn't existed in the past and everyone's going to receive it very differently. Um, some franchisees are so excited to have it because maybe it wasn't their skill set all along, right? They're not marketers at heart. They don't have a sales mind. Yeah. Others who are really incredible marketers and do have that sales kind of tenacity, um, maybe more resistant because they were doing just fine without us. And so bringing them kind of all on board has been super challenging and we've had to do a lot of it with just a ton of empathy and compassion. Um, but I think to your point, we're just constantly in a state of transition as people. And so this idea that, you know, we can lock something in and it be the complete future of Frios without ever tweaking or changing it is foolish. And so setting up a brand with a firm foundation of who we are and what we believe in, no matter what comes our way, um, I think is super important in a time like, like right now that we're having. Um, but even if you think of some of the largest brands, they've all evolved over time. All the colors have changed. All the build outs have evolved and changed. I mean, so many places now are doing drive through and pickup only because they realize that dining rooms are really unnecessary, um, coming out of the pandemic. And so so many brands go through it. I think the ones that don't are really the ones that suffer in the long run, right? It's the casual brands that maybe didn't evolve enough with everybody else and technology and people in general um, that are kind of suffering now because of that. I think that's part of evolution is you evolve, whether we're talking about a species or a brand or whatever, not because you wanted to, right? Stay doing things status quo is nice and easy. And sometimes that's, that's uh, much more enjoyable, but anything evolves because of some outside factor, something happening in, in their environment, figuratively or literally. And, and that's why anything changes. And, and I think maybe what business and, and unfortunately franchising, especially, um, really kind of got to, let's say three, four years ago was this idea of, well, we're on this growth pace and it's going to be like this forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we get X number of customers per day per location. And next year it's going to grow by two. And the year after that, it'll grow by three. And, you know, we, we start forecasting these things without thinking that there could be some external factor that comes along and just changes everything. And and maybe something that we're all a little bit better about now is realizing that things are always going to change. There's always going to be some kind of craziness going on somewhere in the world that's going to affect something in my supply line, right? (laughs) Or there's, there's going to be some 
bad economic situation that's going to affect my uh, franchising growth or my or my ability to hire more staff. Like there's always going to be something. And, and, you know, maybe we're, we're all just a little, I don't know if we're any smarter, but maybe we're a little wiser, right. With just how business is going to work going forward. Exactly. And I think for us, like, you know, producing all your own product and doing as much as we do supply chain and ingredients was incredibly important. So coming into this year, we really wanted to make sure we didn't increase prices for the franchisees on anything, especially not the pops or the shipping costs. Um, so we did a huge menu innovation and literally went through every single pop, every single ingredient that those pops have, which ones are the best sellers, which ones are the highest food cost, which ones were, you know, unpredictable ingredient supply last year. Um, and how could we mitigate as much of that going into the busy season this year so that our franchisees could rely on, getting predictable product um, Mm -hmm. so that when they place an order, they know those pops are coming no matter what, because they've already been made by our team. And that was huge for us. And so much of that came out of the uncertainty around the pandemic with ingredients. You know, we'd order an entire pallet full of raspberries and a quarter of a pallet would come through and we'd be like, well, that's really unhelpful. Right. Um, How many Walmarts can we drive to right now to get enough raspberries to actually make these popsicles we need to make? Um, so mitigating a lot of that was super important. You see a lot of that with so many brands now that I, I think the idea of, oh, we, we need to keep our least popular item on the menu, um, simply because there are two people in Omaha who are going to have a fit if we don't have that Mm -hmm. least popular menu on the item still on the menu. Um, so yeah, I think, um, again, I think maybe we are getting a little wiser about making those choices and, and changing things like menus. And, and I find it fascinating too, that, you know, you're really in three businesses and and you may tell me you're in four or five, but you know, you're in manufacturing and you're in operations and oh, by the way, you sell franchises, you know, so many of the brands I, I speak to every week here, they're in one or maybe two of those three things. Um, is it, is it beneficial at this point to you to be able to control all three of those things, or do you see the brand moving more in another direction, you know, in the near future? Yeah. So it's super beneficial right now to have a hand in everything, because obviously they're all very much kind of enmeshed with one another. Yeah. Three-legged stool, right? Yeah. So me overseeing the production and shipping team is super valuable because I can make sure we head off any issues that might be coming for the franchisees. Um, The reality is Frios is actually, we have a holdings company and we have two main companies below it. One is called FGP Manufacturing and the other is Frios Franchising. Um, So we're actually investing and building a brand new facility in Mobile. Um, We're going to be producing a ton of popsicles, but also a ton of jobs for the local market, which we're really excited about Um, and just more opportunity down there. But it is a huge endeavor. And eventually what will happen is all production will fully transition to FGP once Mm -hmm. that facility is built, probably in about 18 months. Um, And I'll still very much have a hand in it because it very much impacts my franchisees but that whole team will transition to fully being under FGP. So we're very much 
getting there. Um, FGP also does a ton of incredible private labeling too for other companies. So it's, it's a bigger endeavor than just the Frios Pops. Excellent. Very cool stuff. I appreciate your time today. And if any of our listeners would like to find out a little bit more about Frios or, or maybe they've got some questions specifically for you, where can we find you? Yeah. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So for sure, look me up there. I think I'm the only patty in franchising with an eye. Um, (laughs) Frio Scorme Pops also has a LinkedIn page. So check it out. We always have fun announcements. And then you can always find us at friospops.com if you want to learn more about the company. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exalts. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exults is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand has picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exults is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exults also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. Learn more at Exults.com. Exults, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.